Hi, I'm Shaniqua McClendon, and this is Rigging North Carolina. Over the past three episodes, we looked at the historic case of election fraud in North Carolina's 9th District. I got the chance to hear from individuals very close to the case and take a look at the bigger picture of what's happening in the state. In this episode, we'll hear from Dan McCready. He was Mark Harris's opponent in 2018 and the Democratic candidate in a race being closely watched as part of the blue wave. But instead of flipping a district that had been held by Republicans for a long time, Dan McCready lost because Leslie McCray Dallas took away his chance at a fair fight. We spoke to Dan McCready to hear his perspective in all of this and why he chose to run again in this upcoming redo in September. What was the 2018 election like for you? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> at this point, it seems like at this point, it seems like it was 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a long and tough battle. It was one of the closest in the country. This is not a district that's supposed to be competitive for a Democrat. It's been since 1963 that a Democrat has held the 9th District of North Carolina. It's a very tough district for a, a Democrat. It went nearly 12 points for, for President Trump. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we went into that 2018 midterm election, we're sitting exactly where we are right now a month before that election, which is tied, which is amazing to yeah. be tied in this in this district. It kind of means we're running like 12 points up mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about it. You know, I left it all in the field. Our team left it all in the field. And we thought we'd lost. I conceded the, the day after the election. I went off to to uh, Disney World <laughs> with <laughs> my wife, Laura, and our four kids, mm-hmm. which it, it turns out is a terrible place to go when you're looking to relax after a long campaign. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got back and started to go about life as usual. And then we learned about the election fraud and everything changed. When you initially heard that news, can you describe how you reacted to it and what some of your first thoughts were? I was as surprised as anyone to um, to hear the news that the State Board of Elections was um, refusing to certify the results of this race. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were worried about activities in Bladen County. You know, we'd heard about this guy, McCray Dallas. Um, we even tried to kick the tires a little bit and, you know, but you can only do so much as a, as a, as a private citizen. Right. And um, so we knew there was some, we, we suspected very strongly there was some, some uh, bad activity down there. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden we learned about terrible things. Right, how bad it you was. Know? Yeah, and, and um, you know, I made the decision then. It, it, it would have been easy to throw in the, in the towel after such a long and uh, exhausting campaign. But I made the decision we made the decision that we needed to to fight back. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned that you had an idea that something something weird or something not right was happening. Did it seem like people on the ground were taking it serious enough? This is well, you're exactly right that this this criminal activity had happened for a very long time. Um, no, I don't think people took it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly they did not because right. it had been investigated by at least two different agencies mm-hmm. for years and nobody did a thing. Yeah. You know, McCray Dallas was featured in the national media in 2016 for this type of, of fraudulent activity involving absentee ballots. And Mark Harris went out and hired him anyway. And he's still not in jail. Right. You know, even after all the light that we've shown on this, even after the entire country watching this unfold in the largest case of election fraud in recent American history, mm-hmm. he's still not in jail. and Mark Harris is still not indicted. Something that has just been on my mind as we've gone through this case is that distinction between election fraud and voter fraud. Could you just reflect a bit on what's at stake and the harm caused to voters? 
when I think about voter fraud, um, what comes to my, to my mind is the idea that a voter is doing something wrong. In this case, the voters were the victims. This was election mm-hmm. fraud. Mm-hmm. My a prior opponent, Mark Harris, went out and hired a known criminal who'd operated this scheme apparently for many years. They targeted the elderly. Uh, they stole people's voices. You know, mm-hmm. your your vote is your voice. How did it feel after putting all that work in to find out that someone had stole an election from you? You know, it was a lot of hearsay, a lot of, a lot right. of allegations, very little, little actual evidence at that point. And it, it just seemed like nobody was fighting this. Nobody was fighting back against this. Um, the thing that had been investigated for years, nothing had happened. Neither party had done anything about it. I'm confident that if I had not and we had not made the decision to go fight back and shine a light on this fraud, this whole thing would have just continued. There'd still be people having their votes stolen today. Um, so, you know, initially it was a lot of anger and, and just, you know, quite honestly, the sense of like, I don't want to do this. I want to go back to my little kids and go back to my my company. But like somebody's got to fight back. And like if, yeah. they, if they're going to do this to people, it's the right thing to do to do everything we can to shine a light on this fraud and fight back for the people whose voices were taken from them. And, mm-hmm. and I think Democrats need to stand up and be fighting for this stuff. You know, yeah. like the Democratic Party cannot leave these voters behind. Right. And is that why you ultimately decided to run again in this new election? Yes. I feel like this is a fight for justice that it's been going a long time. It's been going 27 months, you know, but um, I think we owe it to these these uh, voters that had had their votes mm-hmm. stolen to see this thing through. So do you know what McCray Dallas is up to now? I know you said he wasn't in jail. He's not in jail, which worries me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would think with the light that we showed on this fraud, mm-hmm. This would never happen again, but I'm not going to feel good about that until more people are behind bars. He was indicted the other day, so that's mm-hmm. a step in the right direction, but he's still very much around in Bladen County and apparently even putting up Dan Bishop signs. <laughs> wow. Well, this guy is, uh, you know, just Dan Bishop represents the worst kind of politics in our country. He represents the politics of hate. He represents the politics of division. He calls himself the most conservative legislature in Raleigh, you know, and when I heard that, I thought, you know, that's exactly what's wrong with our politics today. I don't think any, it's, it's not good for anybody to be, to be the most anything of anything, you know, like, I don't think North Carolinians need, um, I don't think North Carolinians want more of this extremism. I think the vast majority of people here are looking for leaders who actually will bring us together and work together to take on these really depressing needs. Um, you know, what he did with the bathroom bill was a shame for our state, you know, uh, a national embarrassment. Uh, it's, it, it cost of thousands of jobs that we even know about, a discriminatory law, one of the worst laws on the, on, on the books in the history of our state. When Charlottesville happened, those riots, you know, people carrying around chains and, you know, torches, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, he had the opportunity to speak out and he chose to go invest in a white supremacist linked website and then and then brag about it. He was just called out by the Charlotte Observer editorial board for his history of discrimination and hate. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a big difference on the ballot and um, the voters are going to have a choice. And, and I think that's what's so important here is this is not just a race about um, this is a race 
where we can show these people whose whose votes were stolen, whose voices were were stolen, that we are with them. We can we can get justice for this for these people. This is a chance for the voters to reject Dan Bishop's politics, to reject that kind of hate, to reject that kind of division. And this is a chance for us to bring our country together. We'll be back after this short break. Crooked Minis is brought to you by The New York Times, which presents the lasting effects of bad paper discharges on military veterans. Since 2001, tens of thousands of service members have been forced out of the military with bad paper or a less than honorable discharge that prevents them from accessing VA health care and other veterans' benefits. Often, these administrative discharges for misconduct are the result of PTSD or traumatic brain injury, as service members seek ways to cope with the invisible wounds they endured in the military. For these veterans, a bad paper discharge may have lifelong consequences, as research shows it can lead to higher rates of unemployment, homelessness, and suicide. On September 11th at the Town and Gown Ballroom at the University of Southern California, Pulitzer Prize-winning Times journalist and Marine veteran C.J. Shivers will moderate a discussion on the issue. The panel will include national correspondent and Pulitzer Prize-winner Dave Phillips, Rose Carmen Goldberg, a lecturer at UC Berkeley School of Law who represented veterans with bad paper as a supervising staff attorney at Swords to Plowshares, a veterans' rights organization in San Francisco, as well as Monica Jenea, a Navy veteran who was discharged with bad paper. Mr. Shivers and Mr. Phillips are both contributors to At War, the Times channel for exploring the experiences and costs of war. Continue the conversation with the journalists and other attendees after the event is over at their post-event reception. Get tickets at timesevents.newyorktimes.com slash atwarla. That's timesevents.nytimes.com slash atwarla. Tickets are $15 for Crooked Media listeners. Use the code CROOKED at checkout. That's timesevents.nytimes.com slash atwarla. Crooked Minis is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp's licensed professionals are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, family complex, LGBT matters, grief, sleeping, trauma, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. If you are not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. This is not a crisis line. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. therapists across all 50 states with four communications modes, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Crooked Minis listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Crooked Minis. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com slash Crooked Minis. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs to get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's BetterHelp.com slash Crooked Minis. Could you just tell us about tell us about yourself and your background and why you decided to run for office? You know, I never planned to to run for Congress. If if you'd asked my wife Laura and me a couple of years ago, we were perfectly happy spending time with our little kids and continuing to build my solar energy company. And then I realized how divided our country's become, how dysfunctional Washington's become, and what a need we have for leaders who actually are interested in serving the people instead of serving them themselves. So this really is is a calling that I felt to uh, serve again, much like I felt after 9-11 before joining the Marine Corps. The biggest professional honor I've had in my life was leading a platoon of 65 Marines overseas in Iraq during the surge of 2007 and uh, 2008. Out of my platoon, we came from all over this country, and we never cared about where you came from. We never cared about uh, who your parents were or the color of your skin. The last thing we, we cared about, believe it or not, was whether you're re- Republican or Democrat. That's what the military taught me is we're all on the same team in this country. 
And that's what I think they're missing up in Washington. Could you talk about 9-11 and why that um, inspired you to serve? You know, I was a, um, a, f- a freshman on 9-11, a freshman in, in college. All of us remember exactly where we were on that day. In my case, I was sitting in a dorm room and I was working on an English paper and I watched on TV as planes hit our World Trade Center. And as I got toward graduation, our country was in the middle of uh, two wars. I didn't necessarily agree with both wars, and I didn't know a lot of people going from uh, college into the military, but I felt very blessed having grown up with the opportunities I'd had, gone to great schools, uh, growing up in, 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 in Charlotte and then being in college. I uh, felt very blessed, and I, I wanted to give something back, wanted to serve. Uh, so I, um, I was actually kind of a hippie in college, <laughs> believe it or not. I had, had the had sort of grown my hair out and played the guitar and sang in a folk rock band called Karen's Brownies. <laughs> so I, I, I gave that life up. I, I uh, hung up the folk guitar and I hit the gym, started, started working out with the guys who were, and, and the ladies who were smart enough to, to do ROTC and actually get college paid for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the election is less than a month of month away. Can you walk everyone through where things stand now and what message you are giving to voters to make the case for why they should support you? It's it's going to be a very close race. And, and I think everyone knows that. This is one of the closest and the, and the toughest battles in the whole country last time. And there's a dramatic difference on the ballot. We need leaders who bring us together. Uh, and I'm, I'm running against somebody who doesn't believe we're all on the same team. I'm running against someone whose signature legislative accomplishment in, in 15 years of being in politics was the bathroom bill, HB2, a discriminatory law that cost our state billions of dollars in economic activity, cost us thousands of jobs that we know about, cost us our national reputations. And w- when it comes to the issues that where people are really struggling every single day, like health care and, and, and and education. He took the only vote out of the entire General Assembly in Raleigh from either party against a bipartisan bill that simply let pharmacists tell patients about lower cost drugs. Did he have a reason? He claims he didn't read the bill, which I find kind of interesting seeing as it's actually shorter than green eggs and ham and less than a three (laughs) minute read. Yeah. You know, he's leading a campaign based on hate. When we had white supremacists and neo-Nazis marching through the streets, carrying torches and chains. And his answer was to go invest in a white supremacist link website and then brag about it after he was called out. Mm -hmm. After the the, the tragic shootings in Ohio and Texas, he spent the day promoting his A rating from the NRA and mocking Democrats who called for comprehensive background checks as clowns without a word of sympathy for the victims. So, you know, hate is on the ballot. And this is a chance for Americans to show and the whole country to show that we're better than this. We'll be back after these messages. Crooked Minis is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. Once the loan is approved... 
Most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or make a large purchase. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to Upstart.com slash CrookedMinis to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rates only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's Upstart.com slash CrookedMinis. Crooked Minis is brought to you by Simply Safe. According to studies, only about 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are spur of the moment, crimes of opportunity, in other words, random. And what's crazy is that one in five homes have home security, maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24/7 professional monitoring. They make it easy on you. No contract, no hidden fees or fine print. It's won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times Wirecutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Around-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of time police assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe. Using their video verification technology, they're able to visually confirm that a break-in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. Visit simplysafe.com slash crookedminis. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash crookedminis so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash crookedminis. While what happened in North Carolina's 9th District was a truly incredible case of voter disenfranchisement, it shouldn't be the only one we care about. Mark Elias, who we spoke to in previous episodes, compared this specific case to what Republicans are attempting to do everywhere. There are activities like what we saw in North Carolina 9 that are just out-and-out fraud. Collecting blank ballots, forging signatures, filling them out, that kind of activity is like in a bucket unto itself. Then there is the activity that is suppressive but not state-sanctioned. So this is people pretending to be police officers at polls, people you know, sending out misinformation about election day or robocalls, intimidation. And that's a second bucket. And then the third, and this is the one that I started by saying is growing. The suppression that is the result of considered decisions by our elected officials to simply make it harder for people to vote, and not just all people, but voters who they don't want to vote. The idea of of fencing out of the political process certain categories of voters because of their age or the color of their skin or because of their past voting behaviors, that third category is really pernicious. The first is terrible, and you're going to have the McCray Dallas's of the world, and they, you know, where they come up, where they pop up, they should be dealt with. The second is bad. You know, people should be held to account. But that third, where legislators pass laws that they know are aimed at preventing lawful voters from being able to vote and have their ballots count, boy, that's really problematic for democracy. Because if you change the rules so that some people can't participate and other people can, unwinding those structural barriers is not nearly so easy. Long story short, Republicans are going to insane lengths to make sure certain people can't vote. And this isn't only happening in North Carolina. We're seeing this happen all over the country. One person who will make this matter even worse? Dan Bishop. He says he's the right Dan for North Carolina, but his policies have undoubtedly hurt many people in the state. And if he's elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, he'll cause even more harm, but to the entire country. 
That's why this election is so important. Voters have a real chance to reverse some of the harm Republicans like Harris, Dallas, and Bishop have caused, not only to North Carolina, but the entire country. As Damacriti said, there's a clear choice to be made, and it happens on September 10th. If you want to get involved, visit the North Carolina section of votesaveamerica.com slash dates. Rigging North Carolina is produced by Elisa Gutierrez. Our engineers this week are Kyle Seglin and Dan Hood. Our editor is Daniel Carissimi. Special thanks to Kara Hart.